Hello there. When we are born, we cannot conceptualize of ourselves as separate beings from our parents, mom especially. We think that we are an extension of the world around us. This is because we just came from oneness. We can't comprehend separateness yet. As we grow, we gradually develop. We understand that we have autonomous desires, autonomous needs, preferences. <laughs> this is when the table flips. And instead of us experiencing ourselves as extensions of everything around us, we experience everything around us as an extension of ourselves. When we transition into this phase of development, we essentially develop an egocentric worldview. I want you to imagine the average two-year-old. The average two-year-old has an egocentric worldview. They are the center of the world around them. The world around them is an extension of themselves. This is why they take so much responsibility as children. For example, mom and dad got a divorce. It must be because of me. The two-year-old does not practice considering externally yet. And so when the two-year-old cries, it's not really concerned with the effect that has on mom or dad. It's concerned with expressing the way that it feels. Some of you may have seen a two-year-old interacting with a little baby kitten or a puppy. Let's pretend the two-year-old is interacting with a kitten. The two-year-old doesn't really conceptualize of the way that the kitten feels yet. So the two-year-old goes over and it picks up the kitten by the neck because that's the most convenient way for a two-year-old to pick up a kitten. And when the kitten starts squealing and writhing around in pain and distress, the two-year-old doesn't know what's happening. So let's pretend that mom and dad don't intervene. And this two-year-old keeps holding the kitten by the neck, and eventually the kitten dies. The two-year-old's going to be really confused about what just happened there. The reason is that the two-year-old wasn't attuned to the experience of the kitten. Attunement is being or bringing into harmony, a feeling of being at one with something. The best way to imagine attunement is to imagine sitting in your car and reaching out for the radio dial. If you want to hear the music being played at a specific frequency, like 98.2 FM, you need to tune your own radio dial to 98.2 FM, and then you will hear the music. Your own radio dial needs to be brought into harmony with or become one with the radio channel you want to receive in order to perceive that radio channel. It's no different with other beings, including people. If you want to see someone, hear someone, feel someone, understand someone, you need to attune to them. You need to tune into their frequency. Tune into them so that you are able to feel or imagine the other person's emotional experience, to understand what they are feeling. This is what allows you to know what to do in any given situation to end conflict or to improve a situation or to assist someone. Attunement is what gives rise naturally to empathy. You don't have to work on empathy if you can completely understand someone else's perspective and the way that they feel. However, some people, even though we would love for it to happen naturally on its own, some people do not evolve out of that egocentric worldview that is so common to early, early childhood. They stay in it. In fact, the most dangerous people in the world are people who are not attuned. They are trapped in the egocentric bubble. They're not much better than the two-year-old running around with kittens, holding them by their neck. Only this time, those kittens are people. When you are in a relationship with this kind of person, you end up feeling lonely, unseen, unheard, unfelt, misunderstood, and ultimately abused. 
you will feel like you're living in an entirely different reality than the other person. You will feel this way because you quite literally are living in an entirely different reality than the other person. Which is why when you express the fact that you feel abused by them, they will have no idea what you mean any more than the two-year-old has any idea that they were the one that killed the kitten. Essentially, you and this person are on entirely different frequencies and they're unwilling to tune into yours. It's the same as trying to find harmony when you're on 98.2 FM and your partner is on the 5.30 AM station. So much about the development of attunement has to do with the way that we are raised. We learn to be attuned to other people when other people are attuned to us. Ask yourself the following questions. Do I feel like my parents understood me when I was little or even tried to understand me? Did they see into me and feel into me and have empathy for me and adjust their behavior accordingly or not? Did they acknowledge how I felt or did they invalidate it, telling me I shouldn't feel that way? How did my parents treat me when I was cranky, frightened, or upset? For the sake of your own understanding, once you finish this episode, I want you to watch my video on YouTube titled The Emotional Wake-Up Call. Here's the thing. When your parents or your caregivers in your life aren't attuned to you in childhood, it causes you as a child to go one of two ways. Now, there are some variables as to why a person goes one way versus the other, but for the sake of this episode, I just want you to understand that a child who is raised by an adult that is not attuned goes one of two ways. Either they go the first way, which is to decide that their survival depends on completely disconnecting, tuning out to the people around them, especially their primary caregivers, and to retreat into the egocentric bubble where the only thing that is real, the only thing that matters, and the only thing that is valid is their experience, separate from the world. Or we learn the opposite, that our survival absolutely depends on being hyper-attuned to the people in our environment, especially our caregivers. We become hyper-vigilant. We are literally so tuned in, so tuned into the frequency, so that we can feel every single subtle shift happening in a person, so that we can anticipate everything they're going to do and to keep ourselves safe that way. Now, neither extreme is particularly healthy. If you're the hyper-attuned person, then you usually have to tune out to your own emotions and tune out to your own experience and own truth so that you can completely tune into somebody else and to be at their beck and call so that you can stay safe. Obviously, that's not healthy. However, the dysfunction in this world owes itself to those people who go into the egocentric bubble and who are only concerned with their own experience and whom see everything in their reality as nothing more than an extension of themselves. Wars owe themselves to this type of personality. In fact, the polarization of both types of children, the hyper-attuned and the egocentric, owe themselves to the unattuned person. For that reason, I am going to say to you today that it is critical that you learn how to attune to one another. You cannot be attuned to a child and have them grow up narcissistic or codependent. You cannot be attuned to someone and drop a bomb on them or shoot them. You cannot be attuned to someone and say the wrong thing to them. You cannot attune to someone and stay in denial about his or her reality. 
And the bottom line is, unless you learn how to attune, your relationships will be riddled with conflict and painful for everyone around you, eventually making it painful for you too. So, how do you attune? Step one, attunement begins with a choice. The choice to attune. That may seem fairly abstract for you, but I promise you that if you're not attuned, you made the choice at some point not to be. It's similar to choosing, if you are in your car and you want to listen to a specific radio channel, choosing to tune your dial to 98.2 FM if that's what you want to hear. You're not going to understand this at the heart-based emotional level yet, so I want you to understand this at the mind-based level first. I want you to think about this in terms of you being aware of or watching the world around you. Consider that you are living your life in a bubble where nothing can come in. There are layers and layers between you and them. You've got to pop that bubble so you can see and feel them and hear them and really tune into their frequency. Start making a practice of watching the world as if you're an FBI agent whose job is to perceive every single thing you can perceive about your environment and the people in it. I want you to make a game of it. Two, face your resistance to coming out of the egocentric bubble. Absolutely 100%. Your bubble... Your, um, let's say there's only me in the world and I needed to retreat into the egocentric bubble and not become attuned to people, it's a coping strategy. And coping strategies exist for a reason. Because you think you risk something by attuning to someone. So you got to be honest with yourself. Why don't I want to attune to other people? What would attuning to other people mean? What would be so bad about really seeing them or feeling them or understanding them, or perceiving their reality. The bubble is all about controlling your reality. So I want you to ask yourself, why do I need to control my reality? Oftentimes, if you talk to people who live in an egocentric bubble, they will justify the fact that it's good, because their, let's say, reality isn't being contaminated by everything else in the world. But here's the thing. You are confusing deliberate creation of your reality with resisting reality. They are two different things. The egocentric bubble, like an addiction, is an escape. It was created as a resistance to what is. This is why inevitably, instead of it leading to a wonderful, miraculous life, it leads to negative results like failed relationships and aloneness. Step three. Attunement requires that you understand that people think and subsequently feel in ways that are both similar and different to the way that you do. A person who is not attuned will project. For example, you might imagine that if you were in someone else's position, you wouldn't feel how they felt. You will probably tell them purely how you would feel if you were in their situation. But you do so from the egocentric perspective of your past experiences, your privileges, and your current level of awareness instead of theirs. Instead of this giving rise to true empathy, it is merely a projection disguised as empathy. This is why, if you were a person who has never experienced serious consequences as a result of being criticized, you might say, if I were in your position, I wouldn't take what they said personally. In other words, imagining how you would feel in their shoes is a perfect thing to do, up until the point where you are forgetting that you stepping into their shoes with all of your perspective 
is not you getting out of your egocentric bubble and into their shoes. It's you taking your egocentric bubble into their shoes. Four, I want you to notice the aspect of you that only really cares about other people feeling good in that it allows you to avoid conflict. When there is that deep aspect of you that doesn't really care about how other people feel except for how that creates problems for you, you have the tendency to rush immediately from problem to solution. Know that the right or wrong thing to do in terms of action comes second to fully having awareness. When it comes to attunement, you cannot rush into action. In fact, you cannot even see the right action or see the solution until you're fully attuned. Imagine seeing a fish in a tank that is visibly sick. If you're this kind of person who lives in an egocentric bubble, you might just rush to a conclusion about what to do to help the fish. You might feed the fish. Obviously, there's no improvement. Why? Because if you really attuned yourself to the fish, you would see that what really needed to happen was that the water needed to be changed. This is how it works with other people. If it feels like a lot of what you're doing just is never good enough, chances are you're not really attuned to what the other person needs because you're just trying to rush to a solution so you can get out of your own discomfort. Step five, you need to tune into and become aware of your own emotions. We've been talking about the egocentric bubble. It's easy to fall for the idea that somebody who lives in an egocentric bubble is super unattuned to everyone else and super attuned to themselves. Not so fast. If you had caregivers that weren't attuned to you and thus you went into a narcissistic bubble, then you can't feel your own emotions either. So now is the time to tune into them. You have to become aware of them as they're happening in your body. Your mind hijacks you out of your emotions and you tend to delude yourself that how you feel like you want to feel is how you feel. But it's not actually how you feel. When you experience things that either do cause an emotion or that you think should cause an emotional reaction, ask yourself the following questions and be as brutally honest as you can. What was my perception of what happened? What was troubling to me about what happened? What were the emotions that I felt at the time it happened? What emotions am I feeling in this exact moment? And what do I really need from other people in this circumstance? Step six, I want you to begin a practice that I call the octopus technique. To understand how to do the octopus technique, I want you to watch the YouTube video which I made called The Octopus Technique. You'll figure out everything in that video, how to do it. But when you come back from that exercise, I want you to ask the following questions. What was this person's perception of what happened? What was troubling to them about what happened? What were the emotions that they felt at the time it happened? What emotions are they feeling in this exact moment? And what do I now know that they really need from me? Step seven, practice connecting with people one-on-one. -on -one. If you want a really in-depth look as to how to connect with someone, I encourage you to watch my video on YouTube titled, How to Connect with Someone. But just for the sake of today's understanding, give the person you want to connect with your undivided, unconditional, focused presence. Use body language that is open to them. Become interested in them. Ask them questions. See into them. 
feel into them, listen to them, seek to understand them and receive them exactly as they are, instead of seeing them how you would prefer to see them, which is your current tendency. Step eight, be willing to be vulnerable enough to feel strong emotions. Chances are, if you live in an egocentric bubble, you are very concerned with controlling the way that you feel. You want to feel good, and you're convinced that connecting to other people is going to make you not feel good. you got to be willing to let yourself not feel good sometimes, to feel strong emotions that make you feel just a tiny bit out of control of your internal experience. When you connect to somebody else and you attune to them, you start resonating at the same frequency and you start feeling the mirror of the emotions that they're feeling in your body. You're basically experiencing their reflection. That means if they feel sad, you might cry. I'm asking you to be vulnerable enough to let that kind of thing happen. Think about how good it would feel for someone to completely understand you. Think of how good it would be to be able to have them be so perceptive of your internal world that they know exactly what you need and exactly what to say. Think of how good it would be to have harmony in your relationships instead of conflict and for your relationships to feel secure and safe. This is the kind of relationship that's available to you if you practice attunement with one another. If you are not the kind of person who is naturally attuned to other people, this has got to be a practice. You're going to have to learn how to do it. And in the beginning, you're going to have to use a lot of focus to do it. Much like someone who's learning to do the backstroke and swimming is going to have to focus really hard to begin with on that stroke. And then after a while, it's going to become second nature. Attunement will become natural to you. And once attunement becomes natural to you and you see the benefits of that attunement, especially within your relationship sphere of life, you will see that that isolated, disconnected, Reality that you have built that is separate of the reality that anyone around you is experiencing is the true prison. And you will see that that isolated experience that you were living, even though you convinced yourself it might have been pretty on the inside, that is the place that you are truly unsafe. Have a good week.